Hey, thanks for checking out the Airborne Youth Podcast. This week you'll be hearing a teaching from our guest speaker. So this, this, uh, this happened years ago at a uh, youth retreat, okay? And it was after one of the night sessions. I'll wait for these guys. They're just having a cigarette. <laughs> so this happened years ago at a, uh, at a youth retreat. And these guys, they get down here in the Word, and uh, they just, they feel like crap. And they feel so convicted. And um, a few of them got together and said, we got to rally the guys. We can't keep doing this. And they went together, and they went in a room in another building. And they got on their knees, and they said, God, forgive us. Now, they all had different struggles, but the issues were lust, pornography, girlfriends that weren't from God. They were just doing for fun. And they weren't happy. So they got on their knees and they say, God, forgive us. And they, they joined together and they say, you know what? I need you to help me overcome this. Okay. I'm not trying, this is, I'm not trying to go Old Testament on you, but reality is reality. And me telling you God loves you and sending you away is not going to set you free from anything. It'll give you permission to do things that you really don't want to do. So these guys repented and they got together and they, they said, uh, we're going to be accountable. And we're going to, we're going to check on each other to see how we're doing in this. And then they met every Sunday before second service in a back room And they prayed for each other. And they said, we're overcoming this lust. If it kills us, we're overcoming this lust. I'm crying because I I know how this changed their lives when they did that. It's probably the, the high point of their spiritual walk. It was so meaningful. But this is what happened. They didn't just say, I was wrong. God heard their cry. And there was an outpouring of the Holy Spirit. And some of them, they felt like they had never been alive until that point, until they were in the Holy Spirit. And there wasn't this sin that was between them and God. And after they got free, they kept meeting on Sundays and praying. And the Holy Spirit came stronger. And then they said, this isn't enough. So each of the guys found a younger guy who was in lift and said, I want to disciple him. You know? And there was this beautiful season in Airborne. What does it mean, it says in Peter, is it be holy as I am holy? Does it matter what you do? Does it matter what you don't do? Just because God loves you doesn't mean everything's okay. I don't think sin hurts him at all. I think it just hurts you. You know, God loves everybody. That doesn't help anybody. So what I want to talk about is the power of repentance. You know, God loved them the whole year before that, while some of them were having sex with their girlfriends and looking at pornography every night. God loved them the entire time. 
but it made no difference. You know, Jesus dies on the cross. He loves every one of them. He says, forgive them, Father. They don't even know what they're doing. And he dies, and nobody changes anything. Because God's love in potential up there doesn't change anything in your life. So what happens, the Holy Spirit falls at Pentecost. Nobody knows God loves them. Everyone's stuck where they are. And Peter gets up and says, hey, we're not drunk. <laughs> he said, this is the Holy Spirit. And this is because Jesus, whom you crucified, that's why this is happening. And it says that they were cut to the heart. God loved them the entire time. It says they were cut to the heart and they said, what must we do to be saved? What can I do? And this is what he said. He said, repent. You know, Satan cannot stop your repentance. His biggest fear is that you would repent. It's unstoppable. You guys know what repent means? Anybody? Young Bible scholar in here? Oh, I saw something over here. I got you. Is that? He's just waving at me. Good to see you too. (laughs) Okay. The word is, all right. That's part of it. That's part of it. That's part of it too. Yeah. Changing. Really means changing your mind. But those are all part of it. See, the issue is, is that God loves you, but only you can take responsibility for you. Those guys could attend 10,000 meetings, hearing again and again how God loves them, and God loves them, and God loves them. In the same way, when, when Peter preached, and these people said, they said, what must we do? See, God's love doesn't transform you. It's your cooperation with it. It's your receiving of it. So, I'm not teaching you about sin. I'm not teaching you about shame. I'm teaching you about conquering it. Erasing its power in your daily walk. Because see, the great issue and the regret and why these guys wept is because the repentance was delayed and it didn't need to be. They spent all that time suffering over and over, doing something that doesn't satisfy. You know that sin doesn't satisfy? The prodigal son went and had all the money in the world, did everything his flesh wanted, and he says, I'm not happy. I'm as hungry as the day that I left. There doesn't need to be a delay in repentance. You see, if you do what you know is wrong over and over, it doesn't change God's love for you. You could never do that. But it can affect your heart. It it can make your heart feel like stone, where you can't feel good or bad. You're like like an animal, like a dog. Dog's like, I don't know. (laughs) I'm just here. 
That's a terrible place to be. And it's a terrible feeling to have that I'm like an animal. I can't feel good or bad. See, God's forgiveness is not delayed. The moment you ask for forgiveness, the moment that you turn and say, I'm sorry, it is over and it's done and it's complete. The forgiveness he offers is so powerful, it's so mighty, it's so cleansing that when you forgive, when you ask for forgiveness from God, you should feel like a different person. You should be able to stand next to anybody, the coolest kid in school, and say, what's up, dude? Do you know how good it feels to be forgiven? You know, what Adam and Eve felt when they hid in their shame, it runs through all of humanity. Some, of, some people have sinned so many times and they feel so hard in their heart they can't tell that's what's going on inside. I promise you, there are hundreds and thousands of people in your high school that if they could taste the forgiveness that's in Jesus, they would trade everything to go after that. I'm not trying to give you a law. I'm trying to connect you with a love that fulfills the law. You don't need to spend a moment, you don't need to spend a second in numbness. The enemy cannot stop your repentance. Not for a second can he stop it. He's so afraid. He said, I want you to repent once a year at the youth retreat on the last night. He's so afraid that you're going to get good at it. Do you know who the best Christians are? They're not the ones who do everything the best. They're the ones who repent the most, who can do it the quickest. Nobody is good. Nobody is good at being a Christian. What you can be good at is repenting. Turning to God over and over. Those, those group of guys in Airborne who who rallied together. Do you know that even after they said, I repent, I don't want to do it, that some of them stumbled and they had to come back and they had to confess again? See, the enemy's plan for you is that you would lower the bar for what righteousness is and then you would call yourself loved in that place. And the whole time you're wondering, well, I guess I'm saved. This kind of feels like I'm a Christian. You know, there's supposed to be a massive distinction between you and your classmates. I'm not saying that as a law. I'm saying it's the reality of the gospel and the power of God. What does it mean to be holy as I am holy? What does it feel like to be holy? You know, the prodigal son, when he went away, when he realized that he had made a mistake... That's not when the change happened. You can know you're doing something wrong and God loves you and not make the change. When he turned and said, I'm going back home, that's when the change happened. So just hearing this tonight and saying, yeah, that's right. I'm, I'm doing this wrong. I'm doing that wrong. That isn't the change. It's when you turn. It's the metanoia, the repentance. Change your direction and run this way. I'm telling you, you're going to find that God is waiting on the front porch, rocking back and forth with his ring and his robe, waiting to pull you close again, waiting to draw you in to an experience of his love. 
You see, God, he doesn't just have the power to forgive sin. He has the power to destroy its very essence, its very roots. And I promise you the same power that caused those boys to overcome is available tonight. It's available every second of the day. And I want to lay this door of repentance out before you that you would walk through it tonight and you get so used to walking through it and walking through it and walking through it. Because, you know, the reason we sin is because we're disconnected from the love of God. How would you ever be yourself without living out of your identity, without experiencing the love of your father? So repentance is not a dirty word. It's not like, oh, man, I messed up. No, it's, it's the highway to the greatest joy you've ever known, to complete freedom, to laughter. It's healing to your soul. What God requires is not perfection. He just wants everything. He doesn't want your perfection. He wants your everything. I have here that if you give him 100%, he'll give you 100%. Those boys who rallied together, All they did is give give God 100% of themselves. That's all they did. And I'm telling you, there is no limit to what you can achieve. There's no limit to what wall you can break through. There's no limits in your life. Repentance is the power of God. It's the power of God unto salvation. And I want you guys to be so good at it. So it doesn't come in here and all of a sudden one person says, oh, I made a mistake with my girlfriend, that it's a common thing. It says in 1 John that, If anybody says they don't sin, they're a liar. And it says, confess your sins one to another. Do you know that you guys cannot fulfill your calling? I don't mean the future. I mean today. You guys have a calling today to do something, to be something, to be God's friend, to shine as lights. You cannot fulfill your calling by yourself. I mean, today you can't. You don't possess the strength. You need other people. When those boys were living in lust, that you know what I think they felt the most? I think they realized they weren't being true to themselves. They weren't living out of their identity. And I just want to say that you guys are the sons and daughters of the living God. More than your male, or sorry, more than your American, more than your More than you're anything, you are the sons and daughters of the living God. When you walk into a room, everything shifts because you are there. And so repentance is meant to take everything that tries to diminish you, everything that tries to defeat you, and quickly turn it and turn back to the love of God. So give me a a minstrel. Do you guys, do you guys feel loved? Do you feel the hope of change right where you are?
that it's something you can walk with? I'm telling you, guys, God, what happened back a few years ago is about to happen again. I, I am not a liar, and God is not a liar. And I want to stir your hope to a better way of life. I know so many of you love God, but I want to break the power of condemnation, defeat, separation from God off of your lives. You know, the enemy is afraid of your repentance. He's afraid of your turning. And I want to say that you have the power to turn. And I want you to feel it. I don't have to do this. I can do a 180. You can do a 180 tonight. You can do a 180 tomorrow morning. All right, so stand up. Mm, okay. Hmm. It feels good to be loved. It feels incredible to be loved by God. So just position yourselves. You know, God doesn't just want to get you to heaven. I think for most of you that's done. I think he wants to get heaven into your life. You know, it says in Acts, after they said, what must you do? He said, repent. And you'll be forgiven. Then you'll be filled with the Holy Spirit. Every time you turn, it is not your power that comes upon you. It's the power of God for transformation. So I want you guys to position yourselves right now to turn from everything in you that isn't in touch with the endless love of God, the peace of God, the acceptance of God, the joy of God, the excitement of God. And you're going to turn and you guys are going to run right back to the Father. Okay, so position yourselves for an encounter. Close your eyes. Put your hands out. Father, I just thank you that there is nothing. I just say again, there is nothing. There is nothing. There never will be anything, God, that could ever separate these ones from your love. God, not sin, not sickness. God, not angels or powers or principalities or things to come. God, I just say that your door is always open. And I pray that you would seal their hearts with the reality of turning, God. Just wait on the Lord. Just wait on God. I just feel like he wants to come upon you with his jealous love. And he wants to expand your horizons. He wants you to realize the amount of hope you have to be transformed in this moment, in this season. I just say that it's not next year and it's not next month. That today is the day of the Lord. And today, if you hear his voice, don't harden your heart. But God, I pray for a turning to come. A turning, a deep turning. I pray for the same grace that was on those boys that had come on this company, Father. And they would realize the potential that's before them, Father. I pray that you would break in and crash in upon their lives. And I pray that your love would heal. And I just feel there's a couple different groups. And I feel like there's some. You're the, you're the prodigal. And you're still running. And I say, it doesn't matter what you do. The Father loves you and he's never going to stop loving you. You can sin till the day you die and he's going to love you. And I pray you would know it. And I feel like there's others that God wants to catapult 
into a different realm of friendship and a different realm of encounter with him. So if you think that's you, I just want you to put your hand up. Put your hand up. This podcast was recorded live at a Wednesday night youth meeting. To find out more, check us out on Facebook and Instagram by searching Airborne Youth.